Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Colony Drop, your favorite Gundam podcast. My name is Isaac. And my name is Brian, and this is a podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise. From the mobile suits, the anime, to the movies, to the manga, to the clothes, the food, the music, we do it all, Isaac. That's absolutely right, Brian. We even do holidays oh, oh and what holidays coming up brian <laughs> well you know what it's technically not a holiday but I, I think it should be a holiday it's halloween you Isaac. know what the, the, this is one of those things where the public has made it a holiday <laughs> like like if your business dare not refuse to do anything for halloween right you have to kind of halloween it up with everybody else we, oh, we yeah. demand it the public demands it yeah you got to come to work dressed so Colony Drop is telling you if your work doesn't give you the day off, take the day off for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, quit. Do a silent. <laughs> was it called silent quitting? Do a si- Do quiet quitting. <laughs> <laughs> and go somewhere where they actually have like a Halloween party or a Halloween event. <laughs> yeah. Go somewhere where they have respectable customs at work. Exactly. And speaking of customs, Brian, what are we talking about today for our topic? Oh man, Isaac, we're <clears throat> we're coming up with Gundam Halloween specials. By that, at least this is what I imagined, Isaac. I thought of this (laughs) with a few reference points. So one being the classic, The Great Pumpkin with Charlie Brown. Okay. And then two, uh, Marvel just released Werewolf by Night on uh, Disney Plus, which Ah. is like, you know, just in time for Halloween. It's like this horror special. So sort of any sort of Halloween spin on Gundam that you could think of that would be a fun sort of one-off story. How did you think about this? I, I kind of took your meaning Gundam ha- Halloween special as a blank canvas. And, you know, at sunset, sunrise told sunset, which for, for listeners, if you forgot, it's our non-existent corporate <laughs> entity here in, you know, <laughs> here in the United States that supports Gundam by creating concepts and ideas. <laughs> uh, they gave us a blank check and said, make a Gundam Halloween special. You you guys over in America, you have some bizarre holiday called Halloween what would a what would a holiday uh, a Halloween special be for Gundam? And so I, that's that was my blank canvas topic, and I went with it. Nice. There isn't really any holiday special for any <laughs> any <laughs> holiday for Gundam. There's nothing for Christmas. There's nothing for New Year. Whatever. Maybe in Japan, in like some of their little early chibi stories, they had something, but uh, or SD the SD stories they had something. But no, for the most part, you just get shows, movies. That's it. That's right. So we're changing that today, folks. We are going to give you our version. Of Gundam Halloween specials. Yeah. So Isaac, I came up with two. One wow. is a little bit more, you know, like high budget OVA, and the other one is a little bit more SD style, like funny, funny, haha. Wow. How many do you have, and where does yours rank in the content type scale? Okay, mine's a bit of a mix, and let me explain. Are you familiar with Tales from the Crypt? <laughs> I, I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're dating ourselves with some of our, our, our Zoomer listeners, but you know what? Whatever. All right. If you don't know, or if you have a vague remember, uh, vague memory, Tales from the Crypt was this this short little horror series, and it was narrated by this character called the Crypt Keeper, who was kind of scary looking, sort of this rotting corpse, <laughs> but um, he was pretty lighthearted. He was very comedic, and you know he always made a sarcastic remark about whatever horrible story he was telling to the audience. And these stories he would tell to the audience, they would be. Uh, short stories that had you know horror elements like demons or monsters or the undead whatever that type of stuff so i did it somewhat in the same vein where the host is kind of more lovable chibi even not narrating the story but introducing them and then you know kind of closing out the story with a witty comment 
but the stories themselves they can be fairly horrifying (laughs) (laughs) what was your approach brian the first one i tried to make it more like kid friendly and like comedy based so kind of more the sd style slapstick humor okay and then the second one was more of like a legit full budget film i see okay wow this is a big halloween special okay yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well brian i'm intrigued do you want to go first yeah i'll do the funny one first then i'll save the better one for last okay all right okay funny it up (laughs) So I couldn't come up with a good title for this one, but right now I wrote down trick or treat, smell my PTSD. Oh my God. (laughs) So (laughs) that's pretty good. I like that. (laughs) So this is meant to be like shorts in between bigger Halloween stories, like as part of like a marathon. Mm. And so so it's meant to be fun, but also to play with the tone a little bit to be a little bit unnerving. And so the premise here, Isaac, is that some characters we know from the one year war that are now older take their kids around trick-or-treating during a time of peace in the maybe like early t- uh uc 100 sometime oh is this like in a colony or uh, on earth in a neighborhood or yeah i was thinking maybe they would go trick-or-treating in like the rich the rich part of luna okay all right okay so i was thinking the ideal candidates are kika and let's two of the white base kids all right obviously not cats because uh you know spoilers doesn't make it out of Zeta Gundam. Uh, but, uh, but the other two, they're, they're still alive. And so at this point, if we're talking like UC 100s, 110s, they'd be in their like 20s and 30s. So they would be maybe be start to having kids of their own. They're taking them around to trick-or-treat, Isaac. And the kids are, there's three kids, and they're dressed as the Gundam, the gun cannon, and the gun tank. And they go around to houses trick-or-treating, and throughout the course of the night, they run into occupants in the houses who are dressed up as one-year war villain suits, who the kids then have to like SD style slapstick little kid fight to win slash earn their candy from the house. This part is the comedy. But then all while this is happening, Kika and Let's are like all, you know, like the anime nervous and stressed when the, like the screen gets dark and the, you know, the, they get all Big like drop of water. Yeah. On yeah. Their <laughs> yeah. Because it, they're watching their kids uh, re- reenact the one year war is like bringing them back to the war and basically causing them mild PTSD <laughs> And so we as the viewer get to experience that with them alongside the comedy. And so as the kids, you know, go trick-or-treating, some of the things I thought they could experience would be like, for example, we would just progress through the one-year war, right? So the first house they go to, uh, maybe it's like a goof house. And there's inside is a rotund dad in a goof costume. And maybe they beat him up, you know, but instead of uh, candy, he dishes out uh, life advice, you know, very useful life advice like Rama Rao did. Wow. Uh, and so then they're very disappointed. And then maybe they end up fighting some kids from school, the Dom triplets who are dressed up as the, as the Tri-Stars, you know, and they do the jet stream attack. Are they the obligatory like Halloween bullies that, that apparently only want to take candy? <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yeah. And but you know, this is like it's happening in the middle of a street instead of like space. So it's it's I think the contrast is kind of funny. So are these kids in the Dom costumes? Are they on like rollerblades or something? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. totally. They have to be on rollerblades. Roller yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, roller skates would be that's way more Dom style. There I don't think go, Doms yeah. would have inline skates. No, that that might be actually too fast for this. <laughs> Do they even sell those anymore? Huh. Uh, they do. I just watched a YouTube video of some guy skating through New York to work. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> like very recklessly skating, by the way. Like I know he was doing it for his YouTube video, but I was like, I feel like a car is going to hit you. Maybe that's how you got to do it in New York because like no one's going to care, you know? You have to like bulldoze people. That's true too. 
it looked like a, a good way of uh, transportation. Like, honestly, he got there pretty fast. Okay. Hmm. One house they go to, Isaac, could be a, like a, a big castle house. Yeah, that only Very gives nice. out XL candy bars. And like maybe that's why they go there. They hear that it, it has XL candy bars and they want they want those. But the the guy uh, who answers the door is the butler and he's dressed in a in a Gion costume. Uh. And so you know they do battle with the Gion. <laughs> Another one is they get stopped by the local public swimming pool and get into a fight with the Zagok kids who are all dressed as Zagok or or other amphibious suits. <laughs> Yeah, they could fight with pool noodles. Yeah, yeah, they would. I assume that'd be like their beam weapons, and they just slap the zagoks around. Yeah, they just knock them off the high dive, you know, into the pool. It could be hilarious. Of course, it has to climax with a battle with the Big Zom, and the Big Zom house has the most candy. It's got to be the the biggest guy they've come across all night, or the biggest kid. Maybe it's like you know the biggest bully at school or something. And then all the while, Isaac, the whole night, they're being pursued by another person in their class who wears various costumes. He keeps changing them throughout the night. Who tries uh-huh. to steal their candy? So first he wears Shars Zaku, then the Zagok, then Shars Gelgug, and finally the Ziong. And so at the end of the night, when they have all their candy in their bags, you know they they meet the Shar kid at the end of the street, and he's in the big Ziong costume, and that's their final boss. Uh, and then you know they eventually beat him. And then to make it happy, you know the the kids they share their candy with Shar at the end, and uh, everyone's happy. Oh, and I forgot to mention the the Kika and Let's. I presume that they're having to drive them around in some type of car because we're obviously getting quite around this neighborhood. Yeah. So the car would be costumed as the white base. I think that'd be hilarious. Wow, costumed a car. That's pretty committed to <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Hey, it's one night a year. You go big. You know what that feels like? That almost feels like a video game, like an 8-bit like retro-style video game where you just kind of – there's like a mini-map, and then like that's like going around the neighborhood to each house, and oh, each house yeah. is kind of the battle. Yeah, each, each each house is a stage, like a side-scrolling fighter, like a beat-em-up. Aside from the, the, the parents having PTSD, even though you think like – I mean, they, they seem like they were handling it well as kids. Maybe not. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with the tone there, right? You know, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, really? They're having PTSD. Um, flashbacks. <laughs> that was pretty fun. That's very, that's very much in the lighthearted tone that the Gundam can sometimes do, especially when it goes SD, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do we ever see, like, the, the parents kind of reveal, not the parents, but the, the ones in the suits, like, like the, the fat, the fat father playing. Yeah. The guff. Do we actually see him kind of putting on the suit and like, oh, let me answer the door? Or oh, yeah, does he just I think appear so. as the the guff? Oh, okay. That may be both. I think you would do it as um, the audience would see him putting on the suit before he uh-huh. opens the door. But you, he, the kids would never see him like that. Like they would think that he's like a big enemy, right? He just appears to them as the guff. Yeah. Okay. So the kids are just, they've grown up on these stories and then to see them brought to life. It's, right. Right. Yeah. They have to fight them. Maybe Kika and Let's see him like over the fence and he's like, ah, I'm going to scare the crap out of your kids. And he, you know, he puts on his little thing. <laughs> they just see a mono <laughs> at night, just a red circle. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my funny comedy Halloween special. Listeners, let me know what you think. I, am I way off base here? Or, I, I agree. I think it could make a good video game. I, I didn't even yeah. that didn't even cross my mind, but I would play it. That sounded almost like a a, a great concept for like an RPG, right? Because they're just it's your party, and then they're yeah. going location to location finding enemies. So yeah, yeah. I originally started out with like trying to do this with the Build Fighters cast, but oh, um, or the Build yeah. Fighters tri cast, I guess, but. But then I didn't. I didn't want to just turn it into like a build fighters thing. I wanted them to be in costume. So okay, okay, I like it. It was fun, cute and fun. <laughs> All right, my next one is a lot heavier hitting than that one. So oh boy, listeners, sit down if, if you're standing. 
<laughs> All right, Isaac, what, what, what have you got for us? All right. So my Gundam Halloween special is hosted by Pumpkin Gundam. <laughs> Pumpkin Gundam is a lovable chibi trickster who likes to tell scary slash horror stories to the audience. And Pumpkin Gundam is um, probably looks like a Gundam with the head of a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's the head of a pumpkin, not like a body. I mean, the the body must be sort of Gundamish looking, but you know, okay. for the most part, it's clearly a Gundam head with like, you know, the little V crescent on the forehead, and then the Gundam face and the pumpkin. <laughs> okay. Draw your own conclusions from there. <laughs> All right. So the Halloween special actually has a name. It's Gundam Halloween Special: colon, Nightmares of Solomon. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And Pumpkin Gundam, even though he's kind of chibi looking, he's going to tell you some pretty, some pretty hair raising stories, Brian. All right. <laughs> The first story is about the Battle of Solomon, but it's from the point of view of a pilot who was blinded by the solar system. Ooh. So he has to fly blind, and the only thing he can see are like the ghosts of the dead. Oh, Jesus. And he can hear the souls of the pilots who are still living, so he can like find them and you know try to kill them and fight them in combat. Man, that's terrifying. And it ends with <laughs> the pumpkin Gundam saying, I guess some people can't see when they've lost. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a pun at the end of every story? Yes, yes. He closes out the horror with, like, you know, a very sarcastic remark. (laughs) I think the pumpkin Gundam might just be you. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's obviously my (laughs) stand-in. The next one, it it just starts with mass-produced zombs, thousands of them, Brian, coming out of Solomon. And they invade Luna. They invade Earth. You see them burning Jabra to the ground. And it zooms up to like the biggest zom of them all, and it's revealed that Dozel's in there. But the camera pulls out, and it's just Dozel's pupil. It turns out this was all Dozel's death dream oh. in his final second of life. Oh, jeez! Before he blows away after Amaro kills him. Good lord! I made like little kids in costumes, and you're coming <laughs> at me with like, like horrific war stories. <laughs> And as that fades to black, the, the pumpkin Gundam says, talk about having big dreams. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> the third one starts with Xeon activating hidden engines on Solomon. And the asteroid base Solomon starts dropping onto Earth. Okay. All right. Almero, with the help of some gems, balls, and even some Zakus and Doms, this is obviously a throwback to, uh, or f- throw forward, to uh, Shard's counterattack. Sure. They all get on t- Solomon. They try to use their boosters to try to stop it. But it keeps heading towards Earth, Brian. It's now burning up in Earth's orbit. It's all red and stuff. You know, the Zakus and the balls and the gems, they all, they all burn away and fly away. And then it, it makes impact, Brian. Solomon crashes onto Earth. Oh, no. It, it crashes onto Earth. But this time, this isn't some regular asteroid impact. No. The whole planet goes kind of molten red. Oh, so we geez. know the planet's done. And then guess what happens? Uh, well, we, <laughs> is this where we get our, our punny comment? Almost. Amuro wakes up and he's still in the white base getting ready for the Battle of Solomon. Oh, okay. So it gives him like extra oomph to get through the battle and he has to do whatever yeah. he can to stop that from happening just a bit of a nightmare yeah and then wow. the pumpkin gundam the pumpkin gundam you know turns to the audience and says don't worry amuro it's just a nightmare not the end of the world <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good that's good i like that that's some good good lore building right there and the final one i think you might like the most i don't know it's called the haunting of the dark horse 
Ooh. A single distress beacon is heard after the firing of the solar system at the Rebel Fleet's last known location. Okay. A rescue ship is dispatched to rescue the survivors. And what did they find, Brian? A single lone surviving Pegasus ship. Ooh. It's the Dark Horse. Now, it's, it's a bit worse for the wear, right? It's a little crispy. <laughs> <laughs> the rescue team goes inside, Brian, and they're looking everywhere for survivors or really anything. Who set off the distress beacon? But what do they find? In the mobile suit bay of the Dark Horse, they find a prototype Gundam. They find the Terror Gundam. Ooh. They do a quick little analysis, right? Clearly, this is from some secret intelligence federation division that was transporting this with Rebel. Uh Terror Gundam, some unknown prototype. And they do a little analysis in the computers, and it turns out, oh, this must be some type of, you know, advanced Gundam designed for uh, intimidation and terror tactics against uh, Xeon. Oh, jeez. Using some new technology called, like, new type mind flayer or something. Okay. But slowly but surely, the rescue party begins losing members. Maybe some of them went to the engines and disappeared. Maybe some of them went to the bridge and disappeared. Maybe some of them went to the mess hall and disappeared. Maybe some of them checked for the, uh, you know, the, the life shuttles and they disappeared. So it's revealed what's taking them. What's going on, Brian? It's the crew that's been turned into zombies. Ooh. I was wondering when we would get to zombies. They're under the zombie mind control of the Terror Gundam. Oh, but do they look like stereotypical zombies or are they just mind being mind controlled? I think they look like stereotypical okay. zombies. All right. They've kind of, they're, they're like half burnt, probably kind of rotted in there. Oh, jeez. Yeah. The Terra Gundam's activated this whole time. You know, the cockpit's empty, but they can clearly see like the computers and the lights are all on and stuff like that. So the survivors have to battle their way through the zombies, try to escape to their ship, but it becomes clear that they're being overwhelmed. They're not going to make it. So what do they do? They overload the reactor and they blow up the Terra Gundam and the Dark Horse. Wow. And Pumpkin Gundam turns to the camera and says, I guess they really blew it. <laughs> uh, I knew it was coming. Guess they went out with a bang. Right? <laughs> yeah, those were my uh, little short stories told by Pumpkin Gundam scaring you and uh, giving you a sarcastic comment at the end. Does the Dark Horse, is it like a white base that's painted black or what, do, what does it look like? Yeah, I, I assumed it was very much clearly a, a, a very early Pegasus that's probably painted black or definitely a darker shade of gray or something. Okay. And, and yeah, it had some something we didn't know about that we never found out about because it got wiped out. Yeah, it's like a, a wide-ranging mind-control psychomu type thing. Yeah, very Federation, deep tech, huh. deep science divisions. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the Terra Gundam? Does that look special in any way? Is it like a is it a Titans colored RX-78 or what does it look like? I don't want to say it was Titans colored, but it was probably more um, closer to the original Gundam, just much more intimidating looking and uh, probably dark colored. Okay, okay. You know, you're right. The tales of the crypt, uh, the crypt keeper, that guy, he freaked me out when I was little. And I didn't like looking at him. I agree. He's hard to look at. I mean, you have to be kind of an adult to kind of understand his jokes, right? Right, so. yes. And I think as an adult, he's not as scary. No. Yeah, but as a kid, it's, it's pretty kind of terrifying. Yeah, not something I'd want to watch as a kid, and I guess I didn't. Although <laughs> I, I watched the animated series, but that was so different. Was oh, yeah, that's not the same. Yeah, no. Well, listeners, if you don't remember Tales from the Crypt, go look up the Crypt Keeper. And does he look like corny now, or is it still a little terrifying? I wouldn't say it's still terrifying. It just kind of is a rubber kind of puppet thing. Well, back in the day, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, hor- horror has changed so much from, you know, our little rubber-faced monsters and stuff like that. Now everything's like kind of a CG sort of uh, monster, creepy-looking thing. Yeah. 
yeah, those are pretty good, Isaac. I could definitely see those in some sort of like Halloween special manga one-shot collection. That reminds me a lot of, uh, maybe not in tone, but the one crossbone single volume, uh, Skullheart, how we got like mul- oh, multiple yeah. little stories. I, I like that. I could yeah. see, you know, Pumpkin Gundam's, uh, what did you call <laughs> Nightmares of Solomon. I could totally see that. Yeah. Oh, God. I forgot about Crossbone, uh, Skullheart, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the giant Gundam head. Yeah. Like his young intelligence assumed had to be proportional to the rest of the body. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make the Xeon huge. <laughs> And most of the, with the exception of the Terra Gundam, the other ones could actually fit into the uh, into the canon. Yeah. The more I was doing them, I was like, I'm pretty much just writing alternate histories, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? What yeah. could have been? It was it was, it was kind of half Chrono Gundam in a way. But the first guy who, who loses his sight, you could you could turn him into a new type, and he could you know sense his enemies that way too. I, uh, wow, I didn't even think of that, Brian. I just assumed this was very kind of uh, uh, MS Igloo type, you know, yeah. death kind of doing weird stuff again. Well, it it raises the question, is he is he really dead? Maybe he's a new type. Are they ghosts? Are they new type ghosts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. What's good about the uh, the Dark Horse one with the Terragon is it wipes itself out. That's true, yeah. <laughs> you could even pass that off as canon by just saying, no one remembers this. They could be exaggerating. They all just lost their mind. Yeah, everyone dies. So, like, you know, the, the Federation probably didn't know a single rescue ship disappeared. Does anyone ever get in the Terragon? No, I don't think so. Oh man! What would an undead Gundam be? It would be just you know, it's 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 activated without a pilot and it's just kind of sitting yeah. there, really causing its problems. Man, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm sold. I'm terrified. Well, you know what, Brian? We're about to get more terrified because you're about to tell me your heavy hitter. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this one, I feel like I had three ideas, and I and I I know the other one was pretty good, and I just completely forgot it. But this was the first oh. thing I thought of, Isaac. And it's funny that you mentioned Undead Gundams because we're going to go knee-deep into that here. So this one is called Old Man Domon. This is a play on uh, the Marvel Comics series called Old Man Logan, which the movie Logan was sort of based on. So for those who don't, who've never read Old Man Logan, there's a little bit of a synopsis here. Have you read Old Man Logan, Isaac? Some of it. And by some of it, I mean, like, whatever I was able to, like, Google. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. It's pretty good. If you haven't read it, I recommend it. It's definitely a, an alternate Marvel thing. But basically, it takes place in this future post-apocalyptic sort of world where the world has been divided up amongst various supervillains and sort of the heroes lost and they're all sort of dead, which for a reason which I won't really go into but because <clears throat> it's kind of spoilers. But an older Wolverine travels with a blind Hawkeye to sort of make a delivery and he ends up fighting the Red Skull and fighting the Hulk and... Uh, kind of all these things happen and uh, so it's, it's kind of like this buddy road trip post-apocalyptic you know nightmare story so that's what this is going to be but it's going to be the Gundam take and so my take on this Isaac <clears throat> is in a post-apocalyptic multiversal hellscape an older Domon Kashu travels the world fighting devil Gundam cell infected Gundams from all timelines with the intention of finding and killing the ruler of this new earth, the mysterious white unicorn. Wow. Joining him in his travels is a blind Shar wearing the Quattro Bajina glasses who fights in a damaged Sazabi without a mono-eye, but with the new Gundam's fin funnels equipped. The Sazabi would be damaged in the same way it was damaged in Charge Counterattack when it was left uh, on Axis. It's a headless Sazabi? Yeah, that's why the mono-eye doesn't work. It's a, it's a new Zabi. Oh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, new Zabi. Oh, that's cool. I like that. All right, we'll add that in. <laughs> so Shar hires him to help defeat the White Unicorn, promising Domon that he has a secret weapon that needs Domon's help to use. And along the way, maybe we, we learn the fate of Rain, 
maybe in this universe she was infected by the DG cells and Domon was unable to save her and instead maybe forced to kill her. So he's he's a broken man, Isaac, our Domon. He's yeah. older. He's maybe in his 40s, 50s at this point. Uh, and also, Domon doesn't really know who Shar is, right? He's from a different universe. So the significance of Shar is lost on Domon. He doesn't really understand who this guy is helping him. Along the way, Domon would fight the white unicorn generals to sort of mirror the generals in G Gundam. But here you would have, you know, uh, Akira in a Devil Gundam infected Freedom, uh, Setsuna in a Devil Gundam infected Double O, Hiro oh. in a Devil Gundam infected Wing Zero with damaged wings. I think that'd be a cool, Im- uh, cool image. Uh, as well yeah. as Mika in a Devil Gundam infected Barbatos. You could have them all infected with DG cells as well. I think it'd be fun to have all the, the heroes of the various timelines looking a little worse for Ware Isaac in, in more evil, evil light. And so upon confronting the white unicorn Isaac, he is revealed to be not Amro Ray, as you may have thought, because what? you have Char and you have the white <laughs> unicorn, but is in fact revealed to be a Devil Gundam cell infected Banajer Lynx. Wow. Sealed in a Devil Gundam cell infected unicorn that has absorbed both the Banshee and the Phoenix. And we gradually find out that the Devil Gundam sought Banajer out due to his ability in the unicorn to take over other mobile suits. So the Devil Gundam can corrupt their minds, but the unicorn can take their machine and uh, allow the Devil Gundam to take over all their machines. So with, with it, the uh, new type destroyer system. So it's a match wow. made in heaven, Isaac. If the Devil Gundam took over the Unicorn, I, f- I feel like everyone would lose. Yeah, the Devil Gundam, to its credit, this is a very wise plan. <laughs> <laughs> this is not thought up by your uh, average Saturday morning cartoon villain. So no, this is this is beyond Zeon's understanding. This is like <laughs> levels of complexity. Than the yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not giving any background about how everyone got here or anything like that. So this is a one night only special, everyone. So we only have a limited. It kind of works time. though. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, no, I'll, I'll add something in later, uh, an observation, but continue. At the end, we, you know, when Shar and Domon confront Banajer, Shar reveals his weapon, and it turns out it's the Moonlight Butterfly, and Domon oh. uses it to purge the world of Banajer's corruption in all mobile suits. And once the job is done, though, Isaac, here's where Halloween comes in, plus all the zombie Gundams. Shar fades away, revealing that he was a new type ghost all along. Oh, wow. That's why the Sazabi was damaged. He wasn't actually Shar. He was just piloting from beyond the grave to save the world. It's a Halloween miracle. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I don't have here, Isaac, is I'm not sure how to get Maneva in here. I feel like I need some sort of symmetrical ending with G Gundam where Maneva helps Bina- helps free Banajer from the Devil Gundam, similar to how Domon helped you know, free Rain from the Devil Gundam. I don't know how to do that, though, without telegraphing the reveal that it's, it's Banajer <laughs> behind it and not an evil Amuro. That's a good point. Maybe she's like a Schwartz Bruder character in a mask, and we don't know who she is until the end. She's she's Lady Z. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or Lady M. Yeah, Lady Z. Something yeah. I don't know. She's in a mask and yeah. <laughs> a big Z mask or something. This whole time I was listening to you talk about this great idea, it kept pulling me back to that one video game where the Devil Gundam like infected all the video games. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That? Yes, I do. Yeah, I forget yeah, the, the it, name I escapes mean, me, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it, the game is set in our world. Like they know they're in a video game, right? But like the they have to stop the Devil Gundam using their own characters and mobile suits because it's gonna like take over the internet or something. <laughs> it's very Digimon. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I was thinking that this whole time. I was like, this could technically work based on like precedents that they already <laughs> did in, in like a Gundam game. Like everybody can meet. It just has to be under the setting of like, okay, we know we're in like a game metaverse or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we've been transported here by some other otherworldly power. I think the Devil Gundam is a great Halloween vehicle. Yeah. I think it's the only, well, because it's not even human, it's kind of the only you know, supernatural kind of Gundam force. Yeah, yeah, you can you can lean into a lot of the Halloween imagery with, you know, it can corrupt those Gundams and give them, remember in G Gundam how some of the evil Gundams, especially at the end, they had those like wicked fangs look when they were super infected with the devil Gundam cells. So I feel like you could go heavy on that horror imagery with that. Yeah, whenever Moles is infected, it can like open its mouth and it's got like cat fangs. Yeah. <laughs> And then the, the people that were infected in this show reminded me a lot of the old X-Men storyline, the Phalanx Covenant. It's kind of like Marvel's version of the Borg, but they infect people with their Phalanx. Uh, they, they merge them into the Phalanx, like, you know, hive mind or whatever, and they get all techno-organic looking with these little, like, flakes all over themselves. It's very similar to the Devil Gundam uh, cell imagery. <sighs> I like it. And it, it gives us a cool chance to, like, have characters side by side that have never been together because they're just in different universes, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and then it also gives you that chance to have Char be the hero. Man, he came back from the other side, Brian, using his new type soul to set things right. That's right, and I was even thinking of, like, you know, because he has the new Gundam fin funnels equipped, maybe at one point uh, Char's not there, but the fin funnels are fighting on their own, implying that perhaps Amuro is helping out as well from beyond the grave. (laughs) Is he going to run into, like, Haman from, like, you know, she's also out of step in this metaverse? (laughs) She's like, what are you doing here? It's like, well, I'm here because my soul isn't weighed down by Earth's gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get that line in there, right? When I was coming up with like who should be the generals, I was trying to only use people that survived. But then I couldn't Uh resist having a a, a zombie Barbados. I thought that would look pretty cool. Yeah, it's because of the it's so skeletal, right? It's like, yeah, it has to work. (laughs) Yeah, you put the devil gun teeth on that, it would look right at home. It's literally named after a demon. So F nine one though, that wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Devil F91, no one wants to see that. I debated putting Seabook in there, but then I was like, nah, no one's even going to know who Seabook is. Sorry, Seabook. Mm, nobody wants to see Seabook, yeah. And then I, I couldn't do it to Tobia, Isaac. I didn't want to do that to our, our, our guy, Tobia. No, Tobia, he earned happiness. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so did Seabook. He's at his little bakery, right? You know, baking kids with Cecily. Yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you know, putting buns in ovens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not literally baking children. Don't I mean I know yeah, it's a Halloween special, but I'm not going there. Well, Brian, your your stories are uh, the mine mine kind of struck the same tone repetitively, but I like the variety in yours. You, you got something for the adults and the kids. <laughs> well, as I'm saying, mine is the beginning of the thing, and then you know you send the kids to bed, and then you you watch the the main story. But you hit pause, and then you <laughs> you just press play when they're asleep. You usher them up to bed. Good night. Trick or treat. Eat your candy. Now yours, I like yours, man. You got the lore building there. You got nice little one and dones. I think that was a good theme, though. We stuck to like a one and done. We didn't. This is not like a fifty-two episode show, right? This is a self-contained. No, just a handful of Halloween stories. You watch them and then you call it a night. That's it. <laughs> Those are the, the best Halloween stories you remember, right? Like you you remember tales from the crypt because they were yeah. short and scary, and you you could absorb them in one sitting. So I, I think you, if you're going to do a Halloween special, I think I think that's what you need. We're not talking like a Walking Dead show here that's 10 seasons long, Isaac, that overstayed its welcome six years ago. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. You know, I thought of doing something kind of chibi with like the Gundams doing like a pumpkin carving contest mm. and something like that. And then like they started disappearing and then ended up being like the fault of like a ghost Gundam or something. But yeah. I, I couldn't really make the, the elements work. And I was like, Isaac, just play to your strengths and we're just going to do <laughs> horrifying nightmares. <laughs> Well, there's always next year, Isaac. You can always bring back the pumpkin carving contest. I'll think about it, yeah. <laughs> Our listeners will be waiting for the pumpkin carving contest episode. <laughs> I bet they will. How hard do you think it would be to carve a, a Gundam face in a, in, a, in a pumpkin? Surprisingly easy. And let me, let me explain. Let me clear myself up. I think the symmetry is what, um, what mm. lends itself easily. You know, okay. you, it would lend itself very well, I think, to just printing something out on a paper and then yeah. putting it over the face of the Gundam and then uh, carving away in the lines. Huh. Well, I got a lot of pumpkins this year, Isaac. I might well, give it a go. I might give it a go. I think you should do it, Brian. I don't mean to, to downplay your skills or anything, <laughs> but, but may I suggest you choose a more simple Gundam, like just the original Gundam's face, you know? <laughs> How dare you? Um. <laughs> I mean, are you going to do like, I don't know. God, who's a really, don't do like Epion or something. No, no, no. I will know? absolutely be doing either the RX-78 or the Zaku. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh God, monowise are going to be the easiest thing you can do. Yeah. Circle. <laughs> Look at that. Maybe I will yeah. carve it and, and make it the first post on the Colony Drop Instagram, which we've never used. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the f- Instagram's not doing hot anyways in the in the battle among social media. Maybe we should migrate to TikTok. <laughs> uh, I think we'll we're see. too old for TikTok, aren't we? I, well, I don't know. It's, you you got to go where the people are. <laughs> we'll just be showing Gundams on there anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, listeners, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my my Gundam pumpkin. Are you gonna go through like ten pumpkins? <laughs> <laughs> no, I only bought. I only have. Uh, I have four, and and one of them is for my son. I can't use that one. He'll be upset. So I really only have three chances, and one of them is too small. So I really only have two chances, and I I can't screw up both of them. I I need at least a one more. So I really only have one chance. So it's either gonna work or I'm not gonna post it. <laughs> I can see you being up at like 2 a.m. like carving pumpkins and your wife is like, just come to bed. And you're like, no, damn it. I need to get this right. And there's like a pile of like 10 pumpkins next to you. And then like they're all have like half carved Gundam faces. (laughs) That is probably very accurate to what's going to happen. It probably will take a very long time. And I'll probably be covered in like pumpkin seeds when I log into work on Zoom the next morning. And it'll be disgusting. So. Brian, we believe in you, though. The listeners and me, we all believe in you because you're a methodical man. You're going to attack it with a strategy, and it's going to look great. We're going to see all these Gundam faces, and it's going to be great. (laughs) Then I'll film my son going, what's that? And then it'll just pan over, and it's just this disaster. Is that a skeleton? (laughs) Skeleton face? Oh, boy. I think kids might look at it and think, oh, it's a skeleton. It's a... (laughs) Yeah could be well listeners if you've ever carved a gundam pumpkin you know feel free to share your pictures with us i, I want to see if they actually work yeah and more importantly we want to hear your ideas for a gundam halloween special what would it be what would be the setting who would it involve how would it play out let us know in the comments below all right isaac take us away listeners happy halloween be safe trick-or-treat and you know take the day off from work colony drop said it's okay yeah there you go that's all you gotta tell them <laughs> All right, listeners, before you go sleep tonight, stand next to your bed. Get on your knees. Put your hands together. Look up at the ceiling and hail Halloween. Good night, everybody.